welcome to astrology today coming to you not quite live from beautiful sunshine coast and the Cathet region which is situated on the traditional lands of the Kahaman nation i will be your host maureen reed i am an astrologer and joining me today as usual and taking the reins will be astrologer jill kirby from victoria and her topic today is psychology yes say hi Hi. Yay. Hi. Yeah, I, I, psychology. I've always kind of had an interest in psychology. I did take, well, took two years of university and took some psych courses there. Okay. But you know, oh, yeah. having learned astrology before that, yeah, mm. it was like I would look at, you know, they'd be talking about the different schools of theory and what. Yeah. And like, yeah, but if you look at their charts, <laughs> You can see where the theory kind of comes from. It's like, but you know, they didn't want to hear about astrology. Oh gosh, gosh. laughed if well, I and and when I was you know sort of following up with the charts that you sent, um, and I was reading on Wikipedia about, for instance, Carl Jung, there was absolutely no mention of astrology, and he was totally into it. Oh, absolutely, yeah, oh, and it was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, the collective unconscious and archetypes and all kinds of stuff was huge yeah. there. A lot, of, a lot of astrologers are quite Jungian oriented. Because oh, totally. Yeah. Because they, you know, there are some who are Freudian and whatever. But yeah, I mean, I think every, every psychologist, like every astrologer, has their own perspective in it. Each has some grains of truth in it and yeah. some helpful insights. And yeah, yeah. Like how it all works. Never been one to go down. That's the road. <laughs> <laughs> no, you mean not the way, the truth, and the light. Oh, come on. No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> there has to be, eh? No. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, uh, and of course, you know, I mean, if you go back, astrology really is the precursor to psychology. Yes. You know, yeah. yeah. Understanding the human condition and how it works. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. a whole, whole lot more accurately, in my opinion. <laughs> than any psychological theory or other stuff. And as with the writers, there's lots of different psychologists and schools that they've spawned that you can look at. So I just, I thought these were particularly interesting because they they are used quite a bit by various people. Yes, they are. Um, So without further ado, let me just bring up those charts and let you wax eloquently about them. (laughs) <laughs> okay. well i don't know how eloquently oh, yeah come I, thought on. <laughs> I would start with freud actually yeah yep, yep. i will bring that one down yeah there we go yes G- given that he's such the a granddaddy he's the father of psychoanalysis and kind of kicked things off with a lot of his ideas yeah yeah i thought um you know given sort of the orientation of a lot of his theory. I mean, he talks a lot about, you know, the Oedipal complex and sex and all that kind of stuff has been a huge part of things. Um, not surprising with the Scorpio ascendant. Yes. <laughs> but also, you know, and that's ruled, you know, by Pluto for in my system and co-ruled by Mars. And they are in aspect, but it's a very uncomfortable aspect. It's exactly. The, Yep. In conjunct, and yep. it links up that sixth house of his chart too. Um, and I find it very interesting that 
those two pieces are ruled by Venus, which is, uh-huh. of course, the other side to a sexual relationship. It and is she's in mutual, a relationship. Yeah. And she's in mutual reception with Mars. Exactly. So, so she, that is. So tightly, in, she's, she's not exactly, she's not in a, she's out of sign conjunct Pluto, really. Yes. But it's out of sign, so I don't count it. But in, in this but case. But she rules Pluto, too, so. Yeah, and she's yeah. You know, she's sort of part of that dynamic. Yeah, exactly. And rules the yeah. seventh house of relationships and, and his twelfth yeah. house of <laughs> unconscious. Exactly. So exactly. this his, his close allies become his open enemies in the end. And you know, I mean it's quite fascinating to look at all of this. And then of course you've got his moon in Gemini in the eighth house. I mean, it was talk therapy, right? Exactly. Exactly. And what I liked about that combination too with that Saturn there um, you know he was coming up with a structured way of approaching it through he was yeah 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 well and he's you know he's he was a neuro anatomist and right yeah so he was really looking for a physiological way of approaching things so you know there's the physical aspect of the taurus energy right yes yeah it has to be concrete and yeah yeah so and i also saw that with it being taurus and that's you know ruled by that same venus is um you know fundamental motives oh yes oh yeah like base with yeah like instinctual yeah instinctual but also you know, he had this whole um, Eros Thanatos idea of, you know, the, the, the life, the drive towards life and the drive towards death. Ah, okay. Which I think is interesting given that Mars Pluto thing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it just so much of the theory and, and the process because he's not going to delve into the emotions from an emotional perspective. It's mm-hmm. talk therapy, right? Let's talk about them instead of kind of feeling them. Exactly. And what's interesting is that moon is conjunct the star uh, Rigel, R-I-G-E-L, and it is to bring knowledge to others. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I mean, certainly as Venus is is very powerful in this chart and it is conjunct his north node in the sixth. So working in the field of health. Yeah. Not surprising. Um, and and Sun Uranus, you know, coming up with something, I mean, spawning this new idea. Yes. New therapy. Yes. We've got Sun, Uranus, Mercury, and Taurus in the seventh, you yeah. know. And that um, Sun rules the tenth. So, absolutely. Yeah, to be seen as the father. <laughs> yes. And, and his own father was uh, quite authoritarian, apparently. So, he didn't, you know, 40 years old, or old when he was born. So, he's an older father. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, so I don't think he wasn't a particularly nurturing daddy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it just uh, to me, it was just quite fascinating. You got that Saturn is square as Jupiter and mm-hmm. and um, in the fifth house. So maybe not a lot of fun <laughs> as a child. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but it would be you know, to the quandary between, um, you know, sort of this airy Mars, which is ruling that 
um, Scorpio ascendant and and the moon in Gemini it's like but yet he his input you know like the door that was open for him had this you know intense emotional that would have been quite the quandary to work with that yeah yeah I think I think for him probably a lot of it was his way of not getting sucked into the depths of his own emotional quagmire ah yes yes good point because yeah. it's really so much easier to help someone else than to see your yes, own Yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not about me. I see what's going on for you. Me, me, I don't have any stuff, but I see what's going on for you. Was he also the one that came up with transference? Or was that young? I think that was young. Okay, okay. So but I can't you... remember, I, I'd have yeah. to look at the Yeah, the I think you're right. I think it is young. He came yeah. up with a bunch of different stuff. Yeah. yeah. There is, just for people who are following us on YouTube, um, in the sheets that I've put up on the website, there is also the brief bios that Jill has put together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it was just interesting, one of the lines. His intention was to find a physiological and materialist basis for his theories of the psyche. Yeah which is that Mercury and Taurus. It's got to be concrete and real. And Sun and Mercury, yep. Taurus yeah. energy there for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, Saturn wants to put a structure to it all. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, and especially when it's squaring Jupiter and Pisces, which could be sliding all over the place. Yeah. And, yeah. and, moon, and moon square Neptune, right? Yes. Let's not get sucked into this my own stuff <laughs> and and you know the chart is really almost all his planets except for mars are on the other side of yeah. the other's side of the chart that's yes and that's what, what, I, <laughs> what i noticed too with with the these charts is um i'm trying to think of any of them actually have a true opposition in them which is interesting from a, you know, yeah, no. humanistic perspective. You no, know, I, like, yeah, it, it is interesting. Yeah, I, I, I think I did notice that as well. Yeah. The other thing in this chart with Pluto is the only other aspect besides it's in conjunct with Mars is the square to Chiron. Exactly. In his third is, house, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, which was, that third house is ruled by Capricorn. Yes. throwing it back up into his eighth house of yeah saturn we'll yeah. just analyze it to death <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because it's a it's virtually an air grand trine yeah, yeah. just not aspectually but yeah. oh he did he did come up with transference you see ah okay he did yeah but but a lot of that you know and and he his whole thing about the, you know the edible complex and people you know wanted to have sex with their parents kind of thing there, there were a lot of women you know, coming to him saying they'd been sexually abused by their father or whatever. Yeah. He took that and spun it to be, oh, they they think, you know, that they're imagining that. Yeah. 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 Because they have this desire, not because it actually happened to them. Yes, yeah. which, yeah. Yeah. So the first, the first uh, one to be in part of that denial of, of you know, what women are saying about what's happening to them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Father of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think 
And of course, it was a very patriarchal time, even yes. more so. so. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So, I yeah, because women were basically hysterical, right? Which oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And hysteria comes from you know, the you know, the wandering womb is what it's about. So it's all because you're female. We took your womb out, and that was a, a treatment they had for women who were quote unquote hysterical. They would remove their womb. Oh, you're kidding! I did no, not know because that. that's why they're hysterical. Oh God. Oh. I would I would not have lasted back then. No, no, no. I would have been locked up and yeah. the key away and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah you and me both. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, and it's really not that long ago. No, it isn't. You know, this guy <laughs> no. was, you know, yeah. not that long ago. And it's when all this psychology psychologizing of people sort of really was getting going yeah, yeah. And, uh, but the one upside of that whole phenomena is people were stopping to look at themselves right it wasn't just you know full steam ahead irregardless well those those who were in the upper classes to be sure because the yeah. those weren't you know they were too busy trying to survive yeah no exactly so he would have seen a lot of the aristocrats and yes, yeah. upper crust um, in his work. Yeah, that yeah. is true. That is true. Yeah. Okay, who would you like to talk about next? Well, yes, Jung is, is very much linked to Freud because they had a very long relationship. They did, and they um, did. and he, you know, he was one of the. That was one of the things in the. Um, in the um, right, right up the, about Freud was at the beginning of it. It says that uh, he, he he had two half older half, older half brothers, and his, but his right. strongest and most ambivalent attachment seems to have been to a nephew John, one year his senior, who provided the model of intimate friend and hated rival that Freud reproduced in later stages. So Jung falls into that category very much because they yes. were, you know, very intimate friends. They corresponded for, you know, many years. And then Jung had his own ideas. Yeah. How and, dare that, he? Uh, and that Chiron that you had pointed out that was aspecting Pluto, it was in the third of siblings. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, because dad was so yeah. much older. He'd been married before, had these older kids. And, yeah. you know, so, yeah, I think that's challenging yeah mm -hmm. my parents, your parents and mine both were for us very old compared to our yes contemporaries, contemporaries. Yeah. yeah yeah so you know we kind of know what that's like yes we do um, yeah and you does have one opposition he's got the jupiter chiron opposition yes yeah he does he does mentioning that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he founded analytical psychology um, which is slightly different, but he, he, he had huge interest in, in psychiatry, anthropology, archaeology, yeah, philosophy, yeah, yeah, yeah. religious studies, and, you know, I mean, very broad interests. I mean, Aquarius yeah. Rising, I think, is, is what we're yeah. seeing here is just, there's more to this than, you know, what well, we're... And, and, and it just struck me, too, you know, with, with where his life took him, you know, that it, it totally has that sort of 
big community, you know, like the collective unconscious, if that's not Saturn in Aquarius, you know, squaring moon Pluto. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, you've got Uranus and Leo squaring that moon as well. Mm -hmm ruling the ascendant and Saturn. And again, we've got a, a sun in the seventh house. So that, you know, being being in relationship is kind of fundamental, right? Oh yeah, for sure. And you know, he was a, he was certainly a big disciple of Freud to start with, but yeah. couldn't really mm, kind of as he got older, he had his own ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And um yeah, so and a lot of astrologers really like Jung because he did go into the archetypes. He had a lot of work on the archetypes. But his main thing with analytical psychology is, is about individuation, which again, yes. Aquarius rising and yes. Sun Leo. Yeah. Is that not yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Where that's gonna come from. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I, I can remember when I first walked into the Hellenistic thing, of course, um, because they have you change back to the original rulerships. Right. And, you know, because I'd been a modern astrologer for as long as I had, I had quite easily reconciled Saturn and the moon. Right. And so, but my head kind of stalled out when I was doing Saturn sun, Saturn sun. I'm like, how do I, and then it dawned on me. Um, well, of course, if you don't draw a line in the sand, Saturn in Aquarius, then the sun, whoever that represents in your life, is just going to blaze you out of existence, uh -huh. you know, and so that was the way I was able to go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, Saturn can be easily, um, you know, ruler. And his Saturn is 12th house. Yeah. In the first, so again, delving into psychology and what's yeah. going on. And under the surface kind of thing is yeah. not surprising and interesting that that Saturn is squaring Pluto yes which yes. is part of a yacht Saturn, ah, yeah. Pluto. Pluto in third again we're in third yeah and in Taurus um it's in conjunct Jupiter almost exactly I mean to the degree yep. and yep. also in conjunct Mars so a lot of Right. Yes. Energy in that Mars Jupiter that's trying to sort out this Plutonian stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The workings of the mind, right? Yeah. And, and it, uh, the, when I, you know, so from a Hellenistic point of view, we go, you know, from the ascendant and the next personal piece, of course, is the moon. Um, and in my system, the moon would be in the fourth. And, right. um, and then the fact that the rulers, you know, like where it rules has this Venus Mercury conjunction. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so we've got fourth house indicating, you know, sort of the uh, epigenetic roots of who we are and the, the literally the waters that we're birthed into, you know, like has its own tune coloring. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so there you get your archetypes in the collective unconscious. But then, you know, that ruling the six, it's like, okay, how do we bring this into daily life? Uh -huh. How do we, how do we voice it, right? Uh -huh. Conjunct Venus. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. His yeah. is, is and, far more humanistic setup than absolutely. absolutely, yeah. yeah. But grounded, I mean, it's in, his moon is in Taurus. Yeah, and that's exalted, so. 
yeah. he knows how to do that. Then it's squaring Uranus. He's not really af afraid to challenge other people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. exactly. Which probably Freud didn't like too much. But <laughs> no. the moon also does sextile that Mercury Venus. Mm -hmm. So again, you've got the Venus moon, you know, yeah. perception there in each yep. other's moons. Yeah. Yeah. So making it very um, approachable, personable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think Freud was much more sort of putting himself up on the yeah uh, looking down kind of thing. Where, yeah. Whereas I think Jung was more yeah more of a humanist. Yeah, and so also that is reflected in the fact that the MC is Sag, and so let's explore. Oh and yeah. It isn't about finding a final answer. It's and what are we exploring? The eighth house. Yeah. Jupiter's in, in Libra in the eighth. Again, disposed of by Venus down there in the sixth. Yeah. You know, so the health of the mind, the health of you know, the unconscious workings of things. Yeah, it's it's really quite fascinating to look at. I thought that yod was particularly yes. Both, both he and Freud have pretty powerful Plutos in their own way. Yes. Yeah. And both in, involved in, in, in conjuncts to Mars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so one of the, um, uh, a couple of the starry things that were happening in Young's chart, he has, Pluto is conjunct Agol, Agol, yeah. Agol, yeah. Yeah, which is very powerful. Um, his Mars um, is, okay, it's the star R-A-S, Ras, Al Hag, A L H A G U E, and it's to heal a wound. So okay. the Chiron plays into there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Chiron's in it. And, and then, it, like you say, you know, and Chiron opposes that Jupiter, which rules yeah. heaven, right? So it's, you know, he's yeah, yeah. he's doing his own journey, yeah. and then his Mercury is conjunct Canopus, uh, Canopus, which is the Pathfinder. Okay. So, and that just echoes that Sag Midheaven. Yeah. Well, and I think that that Taurus uh, Venus thing, um, Moon and Taurus and Venus and Cancer thing, you know, he was also an artist and yes. crafts, and, you know, yeah. a writer. And, you yeah. know, yeah, he, he was a creative sort of guy. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right. So he was creating not only intellectually and you know, looking at the mind, but with his hands, because Taurus needs. <laughs> oh yeah, it's embodied. It, it's embodied. Yeah. 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 So yeah, very and and his son does square that Neptune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he has access to that collective unconscious. Yeah, and his best, you know, and, and of course, you know, we came up with the idea of individuation, like mm -hmm. that's being whole, right? And that's a huge thing. It's a process that kind of ongoing through life and yeah. getting at not only your conscious, but unconscious elements um, to develop your humanity fully, mm -hmm. um, which is very Aquarian. <laughs> very. Yeah, and best known for, you know, psychological concepts such as synchronicity, archetypal phenomena, collective unconscious, and the complexes of extroversion and introversion. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
yeah. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. And and I did look at the um, the overlay, the bywheel with. Um, oh yes, yes. With, so if you oh, want to, I thought that was particularly interesting given their yeah. relationship. Yeah. So if you want to uh, put that up on on the screen for us, that would be wonderbar. Okay. Uh, expand that. Let's find where it is. Where are you? <laughs> uh, right in yellow. There we go. Yeah. And there we are. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh look at that. Yeah. Oh okay. It's Jupiter. Which rules his, you know, Jung's Jupiter, which rules his tenth house, is conjunct Freud's south node and Freud's. Oh, so no wonder he, yeah, he would have like wanted to put a. He wouldn't have been that. able to to explore yeah. his own path with yeah. hanging yeah. on to the guy, right? And Chiron is at the north node, Venus end of things. Yeah. Right. So the love hate thing that Freud liked so much seemed to play out there. Yep. And his moon's conjunct Freud's son. Yeah. So there would have been that affinity to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 Freud's Pluto yeah. is conjunct his Mercury Uranus, which you know yeah. he needed to break away from that controlling kind of yeah power thing. I think so. Yeah, I thought the uh, and and Jung's Saturn is right at base of uh, yeah. Freud. Freud's chart too. Yeah, but there is a trine between those Saturns. So in yeah. their communication, there would have probably been um, a level of like equality at, at a certain point, you know, and obviously that fell apart, but. Uh, sure, yeah, 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 it. Uh, would have been stimulating. I, I mean, they did it, they were corresponding for a very long time before yeah. they had a huge yeah. falling out. Yeah. Yeah, and but it's just kind of fascinating to look at how it all kind of comes together in the yeah. and yeah and uh, and of course uh, Jung's son is squaring Freud's Pluto. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we will have a we will realize that we're going to crash in the middle the square. <laughs> Can we respect each other? And of course, yeah. Obviously, that fell down. Yeah, well, that is, that is a hard thing to reconcile in any relationship. If you've got, you know, moon square or sun square, that's, I mean, it, it is out front. It's not hidden. It's like not passive aggressive, but it's still very difficult. Well, and, yeah. and you know, Jung's Uranus is up in Freud's ninth house, squaring Freud's sun. So he wants yeah. to go in a totally different direction. Yeah. Freud's like, no. <laughs> I can't do that. I've got this fixity, fixity that doesn't want to move. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they both had fixed. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So this other governance between them would have yeah. been. Yeah. You yeah. see the like, sun, moon, sun, moon of affinity kind of thing. But at the same time, like. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not so much. Not so, Not much. so much. No. Yeah. But they would have played off of each other, I'm thinking, with that Saturn trine. Yeah. Well, but at the same time, you know, Jung's son opposes um, Freud's Chiron. Mm -hmm. So he, could, he possibly could have been helpful in Freud's healing journey, but yeah. I suspect it became more of a wounding kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, he would have poked at the wound and yeah. yeah, yeah. Freud would have gone, no, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Kind yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. And their moons are totally, you know. Oh, yeah. Incompatible. Uh, like Incompatible, right? So yeah. their emotional needs are, like I think yeah. Jung was probably more willing to go into like his own stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Get his hands dirty, so to speak. Whereas Freud, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. no. Keep it yeah, up. We're very intellectual. Keep it up here on this plane. Yes, we'll talk about it, but we won't yeah. feel it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Too well, too painful. I think is what yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you've got that um, Young's Mars is at the midpoint of that Moon Saturn, so he would have yeah. poked it. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which can be helpful, but. The pain, you know, if you're yeah. if you have that much pain, you can only do so much, right? Yeah, yeah. That unfortunately, that sort of Mars effect with people I suffer from, like in the sense that, um, you know, one or two clients have sort of gone, not doing this again, <laughs> you know, because and I have it, you know, even stronger than a Mars and Sag, I have it in air, you know, like Aries yeah. rising and so. Yes. You know, sometimes you don't recognize that the sword you're wielding is maybe right. a little too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and his, you know, Jung's Mars is squaring Freud's Neptune as well. So it's like, come on, dig in, dig in, go deep. Swim yeah. in the conscious here. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's way too messy for me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Interesting. Stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I thought, thought that when I, because I was curious, you know, when they, yeah. people have that kind of relationship so for a long period and yeah. you kind of wonder what happened and why. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Hard to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and, okay. and, uh, and his Mercury squares, uh, oh no, that's his own notes. Never mind. It's hard to look at stuff sometimes. On oh, Bible. well. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's, yeah, my little diversion there. Okay. So you need to stop the share and we'll go back on. So you want to look at Piaget, is it? Piaget? Piaget? Piaget, yes. Piaget, let me... Uh... Jean Piaget, Frenchman. All right, Come on, let me share. There we go. Okay, so he was up at the top, isn't he? There we go. Yeah, this one, when, uh, when I saw this one, I'm like, oh, children, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of why I chose the ones I did, because yeah. for me, it was like, well, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and um, this is an eclipse chart. There was an yeah. eclipse that day. That he yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, very huge. Look at that stellium in Leo. Uh, I mean, yeah. one moon, Jupiter, south node. Venus and Mercury all in Leo. Yes. You know, I mean, he would have been, kids would have loved him. You know, to me, this almost said Santa Claus or, you know, some caricature like that to kids. Yeah. I mean, he was actually Swiss. I mean, he's French Swiss. So he was Swiss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He got really interested in the thought processes of children. Yeah. You know, and probably because, you know, when look at his fourth house, <laughs> his, own, yeah. his own roots, right? Yep. 
And and Jupiter's down there. Let's explore. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, and probably part of his own healing, right? To understand mm -hmm. that whole stuff. All yeah. Mars in the twelfth house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Here we've got Jupiter um, Aquarius again. We've got Sun in. Or sorry. Leo Aquarius again, sun, yep. moon this time in Leo, and then Aquarius on midheaven. Yeah. 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 So, you know, very humanist approach. Like, yep. let's look at children as human beings. Yes. But yeah. not as. And, and so, one of his great contributions was, of course, the notion that no, they are not an empty vessel. That's right. And also yeah. that their development and that their development has a process and that. Mm -hmm. You cannot force that, you know, there are these stages yeah. of development that they must go through yeah. to get to where you need to. And you can't expect, expect concrete thinking from somebody before they're seven, right? Because yeah. they're not ready for that, you know, that's, which fits concrete thinking, seven, first stage of the, the uh, Saturn yes. cycle, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it fits really well. And then the, you know, from age on, age 12 on, you're in the formal operational. Well, that's that's the Jupiter cycle. Yes. You finished your first Jupiter cycle. So yes. without realizing it, because I you don't think he was particularly into astrology, but he's tapping into that, those cycles yes. that are part of our natural rhythm. Exactly. And the other thing that sort of um, kind of reiterates that, if Mars in the 12th house. The 12th house was considered also your time in utero. Oh, yes. Oh, you yes. Know? And so that being Taurus, um, so that instinctual motivation pushing, because that's almost an exact square to, of course, the, the Mercury-Venus exact conjunction. And the nodal axis. Yeah. So like, that, I have to work on this, this south node, north node thing to... Yep to get to where I need to go. And like it's instinctual. His own development, like yeah. to achieve what I need to achieve. I need to understand where it came from and how that yeah. fell together kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sun, sun, moon conjunction at the eclipse is also pretty powerful stuff. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think, I don't think I actually found any, um, uh, yeah, no, there were no stars that were particularly, I think it just, just the way the chart laid out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, the, the ascendant itself, we've got Gemini rising, so curiosity right there. Yeah. With Mercury down there, you know, leading yeah. that, that yeah. whole stellium, conjunct Venus. Um, Relationship but, of play. Yeah, yeah and, and loving children. I mean, loving mm -hmm loving that whole playfulness that they have like maybe maybe he actually had fun as a kid yeah. <laughs> what a thought because yeah. mercury also rules his fifth house right yeah of creativity and play so yeah. but you've got neptune right on the ascendant yeah and it's sex so his his ability to tune into children and recognize that their thought process was different that would be that neptune and it sextiles, that Neptune sextiles is Jupiter in the fourth. You know, yeah. let's go into this, you know, the roots of things, you know, how things develop from the ground up. Yeah. Right? Which, yeah, it's, um, 
and then Pluto right behind the ascendant, <clears throat> mm -hmm. which is uh, always an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah. They, I didn't see in the bios that I looked at anything much about their childhoods, but no, no, I didn't. Yeah. And and but you've got that in again a couple of in conjuncts. Yeah, but and that Scorpio on the uh, on the sixth. That yeah. you know there were some probably issues. Yeah. And Saturn ruling the eights. Yeah. So, you know, I've got this curiosity and need to understand the psychology of things, really. Yeah. You know, that's really what that's about, isn't it? Uh, with that 12th house Mars yeah. and all the rest of it. It's just, yeah, it sort of fits so perfectly for, yeah, I need to really dig in here and stuff out. <laughs> <clears throat> and I mean, his 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 work is very widely used with educators and whatnot. They... Yeah, yeah. Well, that eclipse pretty much guarantees it. It's sort of like, uh, I mean, I, I never used to really pay attention to eclipses until Donald Trump came into our world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you go, oh, so eclipses really don't care about quality, but they will emphasize statue not stature but visibility <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and yeah. you've got you know you've got kind of a grand cross if you pull yes. in the, the, in the north node there at the midhead yeah. you've got the the um, mercury venus south nodal axis all squaring off against mars uranus opposition yeah, yeah. so again mars uranus is not afraid to try something new that's, you know, even though it's all fixed signs. I mean, this guy's got a lot of fixed signs here. But he, in that fixity, though, that is the ability to produce a body of work. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. the structure to it and everything else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's like, and something that's likely to stand the test of time. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, it's built on, I look at the foundation it's got, all that yeah. stuff right down at the IC. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 So I thought, yeah, that was a very interesting chart. I thought, and and I think I think these charts are all. I think the time, birth times are quite accurate from yes. what I can tell. Well, Europe was kind of. We can thank Napoleon Bonaparte for that. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. any any country that had the uh, the uh, the French influence. Yes. They have accurate times. The others, not so, not so much Germany and whatever, but you know, yeah. they, they did record them. They yeah. Usually had the family Bible or whatever that they recorded stuff in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that I thought, and so yes, we do have the oppositions in his chart. You yes. were mentioning, yeah. Not, but he's got, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Very, very intense. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got the release from that, I guess, through that, uh, the sex styles. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The, the Pluto. Um, to the Ascendant and, yeah. uh, and to Chiron. Chiron. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I thought, yeah, I had never looked at his chart before. So that was fun to. I'd never heard of him before, so there you oh, go. Oh, yeah, I definitely heard of him. I just hadn't gotten yeah. into astrology of the fellow. He is. Yeah. So the next guy is just way too literal. 
like way too literal. Yeah, and Maslow, Maslow is, is a huge influence as well. Oh, he is. He, he is. came up, he's the father of humanistic yeah. psychology. And he was the, yeah, he sort of got into transpersonal psychology as well. So, you know, looking at, you know, ageless wisdom and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he, the peak experiences. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he, you know, he he was not afraid to go really exploring. <laughs> yeah. Big way. Yeah. And again, it's we've got that Neptune, Neptune on the ascendant again. Yeah, and, and of so, course he started off with very conventional yeah. as they would back then, but then he came up with this hierarchy of needs, which is huge, hugely yeah. important piece of of uh, understanding. Understanding, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and of see, course he would with Mars conjunct Venus and Taurus. I, I don't, a, a lot of Taurus energy we're seeing in these charts. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, and we're talking about, you know, uh, fundamentals, um, you know, that were coming forward. Because, yes, astrology was the precursor to all of this in terms of understanding human behavior. But with this Taurus influence, it's like bringing it at this point in human development out into the mainstream, you know? Like, right. Yeah. But it is just the fundamentals, right? It's Taurus. It's the ground. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, you know, at the ground, at the ground bottom point of this chart, we fourth house cusp, we've got Virgo. So, yeah. You know that not only an intellectual understanding but the details and you know yeah yeah and yet the mind is capable of realizing that there's more than just the fundamentals because it's, it's in it's, yeah. a you know, it's right up there at the midheaven and he's yeah. going to bring this hugely like vast you know like this could go on forever kind of thing mm -hmm. looking so not surprising he'd be interested in exploring different uh, philosophies, different ideas that yeah. aren't conventional. Yeah, yeah, and that's trying that Neptune. So his door was wide open. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. you know, so he's. You know, it probably, wasn't it for him. It probably was not a theory at all. It was an actual experience and how. It was well. It's almost like channeled, you know. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. His antenna was out there and receiving yep. the information, and and his Neptune is conjunct the North Node. They're right on the ascent too. Yeah. So again, that's looking into because the nodes I think are you know they're more collective in a way, mm -hmm. and so I think he is you know tapping. Well, and there and uh, although I'm just studying this now, so I don't quite understand how it adds to the meaning, but that. Uh, that new moon is what's called on the bendings. Okay, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's uh, from your nodal axis. If it's square the nodal axis <clears throat> and it's involving the sun or the moon, then that's called on the bendings. And it's it's precipitating motion, if I understand it correctly. Okay, well, it's also interesting, just from my perspective, um, that that sun, again, we got a new moon person, right? Yes. Yeah, um, is in Aries fire signs, yeah. um, but this is cardinal, so that's a different feeling altogether. Uh, but it's squaring not only the ascendant and north node Neptune, but also the south node Uranus at the other end. Yeah, 
So really, yeah, that's a powerful T-square that he's yes. got. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and then it branches off to a semi-square to that Venus mm -hmm. Mars. Mars ruling that Aries. Yeah, that up there. Yep. And Saturn trining Jupiter, which is kind of a nice, mm -hmm. you know, so you can have the breadth and still have the focus. Yes. Right. Yeah. So that, when you get Jupiter, Saturn working together, they're productive. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And Jupiter co-rules the midheaven with uh, Neptune. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, fascinating. No inconjunct in this one. The other ones all had. Yeah. Where the first, with uh, traditional planets, there's no oppositions either. Right. Yeah. No. One. And no. yet. I don't see the evidence that you sometimes will see with charts with no oppositions where there isn't perspective. I, you know. In well, I think part of that probably has to do with the nodal axis there, but also yeah. the yeah. fact that yeah. the two yeah. most personal energies, the sun and moon, are squaring that. Yeah. So you've got the two most personal energies squaring yeah. off against these transpersonal energies. So he came up with this transpersonal stuff, right? Yeah. Transpersonal psychology. Well, I guess. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, and he had, this was interesting. He had, um, <clears throat> again, we have Agol figuring in this, that uh, Venus Mars is right. the star Agol. And um, his um, Mercury is conjunct the asteroid Hildago. Okay. which um, is about imperatives, right? Right, And so hierarchy of needs, what are the imperatives? Yes, absolutely. absolutely necessary. So I just thought that asteroid signature was just like, wow, that's like obvious. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. 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 Very, very interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't lose his head, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, yeah, so the yeah. But also, yeah, but also that that Venus Mars is squaring off against Chiron. You know, we yeah. have Chiron involved again in that ninth yeah. house of exploration of how do we heal stuff, how do we yeah. help facilitate, you know, something that's going to be more, you know, less opening people up to the wounding, which would come from not not understanding the needs, right? Yeah. Well, with, a, with an exalted sun in Aries, um, you know, having Saturn there as well, um, it's it's like he had the courage to, you know, put out his ideas of there being more to it than just. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and it was a need for him. He has mm -hmm. cancer rising and moon conjunct the sun, right? Yeah. We need to look into this, you know? Yeah. What are our basic fundamental needs? Yeah. Um, and how does that work? Because, you know, he'd need to understand that himself. Yeah. And um, I'm just noticing there are no air signs except for uh, Chiron and Pluto. So there's no, none of the personal planets hit an air sign. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So understanding, um, you know, building from, the imperative of what is actually necessary, but then having that 
Mercury trying the ascendant able to take it to a way higher level. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's theory, but it's very practical. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not getting stuck in that area. No. And of, just the intellectual idea of it. Like, so. like Freud was kind of yeah too much into that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, Moon in Gemini, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's well, okay, Moon in Gemini, folks. We love you anyway. No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All, all, all planets and their positions, they all have... Something to contribute. Yes. Positive and not so positive potential. And when <laughs> exactly. we see people who kind of come across at this stage of things, um, yeah. they're able to express more of the positive potential, and that's kind of good. Yes. Exactly. I know nothing about his personal life, of course, but (laughs) But he, you know, I think he, you know, was working on figuring himself out. I think that's what they're all doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is trying to figure themselves out. Yeah. And um, and you know, these are their roots to doing it, uh, getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and it would have been a time Neptune and Cancer where, um, you know, the imagination, collective imagination, was, you know, swimming around in those birth waters. Yeah, because this is the first guy who's really solidly in the 20th century. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he's got the foundation that was laid the previous century by Freud, etc. Yeah. you can kind of draw on and, you know, say, yeah, yeah, maybe not that part, maybe, yeah. you know, leap off from there into a whole different yeah. perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And uh, a very, very Piscean, Neptunian perspective. Oh, yeah. 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 He had a vision. He had a vision and he had the fire to keep it going. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That yeah. is an odd combination when you put fire and water together. Yeah, and you know, it's when it, you know, and again, squares are not, they are obstacles, but they're also building blocks, depending yeah. on yeah. How, how we approach it. And so I'm yeah. sure it wasn't, you know, he probably had, had bumps along the way, as we all would. But yeah, he, uh, he really seems to have, uh, come up with something that's gonna probably be around for a very long time <laughs> there you go yeah yeah Alrighty. well i think we're probably is there more you would like to add or have we run the course? i don't know i just um i didn't want to put too much in i you know there were so many like with, I was saying with the writers, there's so many psychologists out there that have come up with their, their own take on things. Because, you know, as with astrologers, we all have our own take on it. Yes, right? we do. So, we do. so and, and interesting, I guess interesting about this chart is it's all pretty much above the horizon, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's much more a public. Yeah. More comfortable in the public sphere yeah. than some of the others might yeah. have. And it his 
the the earlier work that just that that uh, hierarchical you know pyramid thing that uh, he didn't actually put it that way but it was his work was taken and put it into that pyramid thing i mean that's that aspect of his work has very much entered into uh, you know the commercial sector of the world right yeah oh yeah for sure and it, it you know it, it it's um yeah, and self-actualization is, you oh, know. The, yeah, the movement that's, he spawned with that. Yeah, and, and it's not unlike uh, Jung's mm -hmm. individuation, right? I mean, they're yeah. basically saying similar thing in different terms. Yeah. Um, and Jung didn't have this, you know, hierarchy of needs idea behind it. But, you know, he saw that you needed to go through this process to get to a place where you could individuate. And yes. Express yourself fully, and and I think you know with the sun and moon both in Aries, you're going to be concerned about actualizing yourself. Oh yeah, especially in the tenth house. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I think you know he's he's kind of more on Jung's track in that sense of yeah. uh, following up with with this going even further into um, individuation and self actualization and how you can get there. Yeah. But if you don't have these basic needs met, if you're, you know, if you haven't put food on the table, you don't have time. You know, it's like, yeah. our, you know, our parents and, and previous generations, they didn't have the luxury of no. navel no. gazing that you and I have, you know, yes. been privileged to have because exactly. Exactly. we have been privileged, you know, and not everybody in the world is. There's a whole lot of people who are struggling just to Survive. Find, you know, have shelter and food. And so, you know, that's you know, something that the 20th century kind of had a lot more of in the yeah. sort of middle classes kind of thing where we could start to look at this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and to so me, it's it's sort of a karmic privilege that um, that we sort of owe to those who don't have the luxury to actually advance human maturity. It would be nice. If oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and I think you know it. It really is. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, awakening happening, and I think part of it is is recognition of you know we need everybody to have their basic needs met so that as humanity, yeah, yeah, we can reach our potential. Exactly. Because we have a wonderful potential as a human family, and yes. you know that's what you know, on a global level, we need that hierarchy of needs to be met. Yes. At every layer. And that's not happening because we have got a pyramid that's trying to suck everything up to the top. <laughs> I know. So we need to kind of take the pyramid apart, that pyramid apart, yes. work on the other one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think that's the awareness that's happening amongst people. They're yes. waking up to that. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of exciting. Okay, so we've filled an hour, we have. And I guess that would have been an interesting thing to look at is the transits to these charts. At the, t yes. Right now. And oh, how, yeah, and how that. Because, you know, yeah. Because um, chart never show. ends, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I think that, you know, as with anybody, you know, we've got historical figures. If they yeah. were. It like, continues it, to express it, itself. Yeah, you can yeah, look at, you know, well, how come this guy's in the news again suddenly when he's been dead for years, right? Yeah. And, 
look at the chart and go, oh, okay, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. okay. I I I see a, a project in your future. <laughs> Not psychic here at all, <laughs> by the way. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, folks. Well, thank you for listening. Um, and we've wrapped up another segment of astrology today, right here on CJMP 90.1 FM, Cafet Regions Community Radio Station.